Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Good morning, Real Life Church. Thank you guys so much for being with us here this morning, whether you're church online or with us here in person. We just invite you to stand to your feet, sing and worship with us today.
awesome Christmas season that we're in. Just encourage you to make space, make room for him this morning as we continue to sing. I will worship you. I will. 
been big and it's an honor to worship with you today hey everyone before we get going let's welcome an amazing group of people and i bet you can can finish this sentence i bet you can read my mind we're gonna give a big welcome to real life church hey you knew it hey real life church online i hope you heard them because we are honored to worship with you let's give it up big for them today Yes, Real Life Church Online, amazing. We want you to just throw up those likes and those hearts in the comments, and uh, we're going to interact together again live this week. And so here's my question for you, Real Life Church Online, and everybody here in the room, hop on and do this as well. If you could get a gift card for Christmas to any store, any place, where would it be? What would you buy and why? I'd love to just read those here in a little bit and interact with you, so go ahead and do that. And uh, hey, people in KT, we're honored to have you here as well. Don't be afraid to hop on and do that. Will you say hi to someone before you sit down? Give a wave, a fist bump, a ho, 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 a glad tidings of great joy. Give them something and then have a seat. Have a seat. <laughs> I heard some ho, ho, ho's out there. That was good. I just want to welcome you to Real Life Church. If you are brand new with us, this is your first Sunday. Welcome to Real Life Church. Here in KT or online, we're just honored to have you as our special guest. I'd like to invite you right now, if you've never done this before, get your phone out and text RLNEW to 97000. And when you do that, a member of our connection team would love to reach out to you this week completely digitally. Just check in on you, see how your Sunday morning went, answer any questions that you might have about Real Life Church and see how we can be praying for you this week. We'd love to get to know you a little bit, so don't be bashful and text that number. And please don't leave here today without stopping by our new here booth. We have a small gift for you, just our way of saying thanks for being here with us. 
this week at Real Life Church. A little bit more about us here at Real Life Church. We're a church on a mission. And that mission is to see people far from God discover their real life and purpose in Jesus. There's a lot of ways we can do that. And you know what? You might be between churches right now. You might be looking for a new church home. You might be brand new to church. You might not know a whole lot about, you know, what the Bible has to say about the good news of the birth of Jesus. You might have like just a little understanding of that. You know, wherever you are, your season, you don't know anything, man. That's a beautiful spectrum to be on. And we just want to be We're riding in a wonderland of snow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. In a wonderland of snow. We want we want to encourage you, whether it's dry or a wonderland of snow, come and I'm just <laughs> We want to encourage you to get on mission with us. How, how do you do this, Sean? I don't even know how to what happens when things go crazy. I just you just wing it. Holy Spirit, activate. Um, but we're <laughs> Wow, rain it in, Drew. Hey, but no, seriously, we want to invite you, though, to be on mission with us this season. I know if you're like me, you've got people in your life that are close to you, far from God, you know, those neighbors, those coworkers, family and friends. This is a perfect season to be inviting people out. We've got two identical Christmas gatherings coming up. It's going to be Thursday at 6, Friday, Christmas Eve at 4. And we would just love to see you here with those people that need Jesus, those people that are close to you. So pray on that, won't you? We'd love to see you here. Man, speaking of Christmas and the wonderland of snow, you know, this season is really full of joy. It's full of hope, full of great news. But we also know that things get a little tough this time of year. And it's not all perfect. It's not all sunshine and roses, you know. There are empty seats at tables for the first time this season that's never been happened before. There's illnesses going around. There's so many, so much hurt, so much confusion. There's financial issues. I mean, you name it, and people in this room and online, we felt it, or maybe we're currently walking through it now. But I just want to remind you, though, there is hope this season. And I want to encourage you just to lean in this morning. Get your U version out. Get your Bible open. Follow along with the notes. Sean's going to bring us some of those maybe a little bit more obscure stories of the birth of Jesus that really focus in on the overwhelming, uncontained joy that the birth of Jesus brought to us. You know, I, I don't know about you guys. I'd have a blue Christmas without this guy. Will you welcome up Pastor Sean Petrie? He's going to bring us a word today. Come on, Sean. I love you, Drew. Hey, where's my entry music? I love you in the bag. That was awesome, dude. I'm so glad you put that on Drew and not on me. Come on. I love you, Drew. Yeah, there's no comeback from that. So I don't know what Drew said at all, but it was good. It's a good word. Oh, man. Well, thanks for being real life today. And uh, let's see. There's a good looking crowd today. You excited to be here? A little bit. Only six days to Christmas. Can you believe that? A little crazy. I don't see who's crazy in the house, though. Where's my crazy people? Who has not started their Christmas shopping yet? Come on, put their hand there right now. Has not started. Aaron Chai, come on, in the back. There you go. I love you, people. There you go. You guys are crazy. Now, I know the reason why, though. This is it. 
you haven't started your Christmas shopping because, Aaron, listen, buddy, you've been so busy inviting people out to real-life Christmas, you haven't had time to shop. Come on, somebody. They've been spiritually passing out cards, praying for people, inviting them out things of God. Uh, but, yeah, you better get your shopping done. Hashtag, well, I don't think Amazon's going to come through for you. They've been a little late this year. Yeah, sorry, not going to happen. Um, but, man, just be encouraged to invite people out to Christmas. Uh, in all seriousness, this is a great time of year to really see people far from God, really be turned on things of God, to see spiritual switches being flipped. And uh, 80% of people you invite out to Christmas will actually come out, believe it or not. So it's kind of crazy. This God just brings this season where you can really just shamelessly plug Jesus. So it's all about Jesus, the season. And so I encourage you to use some spiritual eyes. We got family and friends and neighbors, uh, places, coworkers, uh, places you hang out, have fun, the gym, whatever. Uh, just be inviting people, and God's going to use that uh, this season. And so um, I'll tell you, when you got that kind of that push on your heart to invite somebody, that did not come from our spiritual enemy, amen? And God put that on your heart and say, just, just follow God's obedience and see what you can do. Never underestimate the power of a simple invite. And so, as I said earlier, we have the uh, Thursday at 6 and Friday at 4. Uh, we've got our... Uh, well, we got a photo booth. We got milk and cookie bar. Come on, somebody. You had some sugar there. That's going to be good. Um, it's going to be over, just over an hour and just a really great time celebrating Jesus. Now, the 26th, so the Sunday right after Christmas, that next day, um, we are not going to gather here at KT. Come on. Uh, we're going to be online only, 10 o'clock. And so I encourage you to be on there, jump on there. It'll be 30 minutes, guaranteed. Come on. This is going to be the shortest one ever. Come on. None of you are sad about that. Uh, a little message of hope. We'll tell the blue Christmas blues the day after, some for your kids. So it's going to be a great time. Well, you guys ready to jump in today about the birth of Jesus? Come on. Let's get excited. You guys are awesome. Bring it. I love you guys. So we're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Matthew 1.23 says this, Behold, the virgin will conceive in a birth to a child, and they should call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. In this season, we're talking about all about the presence of Jesus. And we're talking about this nostalgic view of Christmas, going back to the four original perspectives of Christmas. And we dove in a few weeks ago with the, really the picture from the wise men. These, these men travel a thousand miles to get just the presence of Jesus. And they saw a star that all humanity could see. And uh, oftentimes we see the, well, the presence of God's around us, but very few people recognize it. And what it is to get to the presence of Jesus? It's so powerful. And last week we dove into the idea with Mary and Joseph um, that they are letting go of control. It's not about them, that it's not their will, but they said yes to God. And Mary had no idea when she said yes to this angel to give birth to Jesus that she played such a significant part of the story that God was writing. You don't always have the power to control, but you have the power to surrender. And today we're going to talk about this overflowing, uncontainable joy found in Jesus. And I love you guys participate, so I need your help on this one. Who would say today that they are a joyful Person, Come on, put your hand here. That's you. You're full of joy. Come on. I know a few of you. Are, this is your moment, joyful people. Come on. Yeah. It's like the price is right right now. Drew wasn't in the first one. I mentioned this question. I figured he'd be dancing around the aisles. Jazz hands. Jamaican preacher hands, my friend. That's how they do it down there. They do this thing. Or sick and bears. This is Baylor right here. Whoosh. Oh, man. But anyway, man, so much full of joy. Now, some of you next to these people are rolling your eyes right now like, you gave them a platform. <laughs> you had to ask. You know, it's like price is right. They're coming down. Now, some of you are looking at the person next to you like, yeah, that's the Grinch. You know, he put his hand in it. That is not true, man. Ebenezer Scrooge right now, right? I mean, you're like, you're lying. If I, if I put my hand there, I was joyful. My wife would be like, 
you know, like, yeah, sure, yeah, you're, you know, um, um, repent, you know. Um, but wherever you are on the perception, wherever you think about yourself, whatever other people think about you, if you're joyful or not, the reality is we're all called to have a life filled of overflowing joy, uncontainable joy found in Jesus. And so what we're going to do is we're going to dive into really these four kind of obscure perspectives of Jesus. These are stories you may have uh, heard of, you may have read in the Bible and like flew right by these are stories that are just a little lesser stories you wouldn't always hear preached on, but they're super powerful for us today. So if you have your Bible, we're going to dive into the first story, first perspective, is a story of John the Baptist. It's found in Luke chapter 1, verse 39. And running into this, Mary had just received the announcement news from the angel that she would give birth to Jesus. This is the very first thing that happens. Check it out, verse 39. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea. Now, I love that. She hurried. Who knows when you get good news, you're going to hurry and go tell somebody. Amen? She ran to go tell somebody. And when she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth, this is the relatives, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt inside of the womb. This is John the Baptist, leapt for joy. Elizabeth was filled with what? Help me out. Filled with the Holy Spirit. So Mary is so excited from this news from the angel that she gets ready and runs to her cousin's house. And she tells him about what God is doing. And this baby leaps for joy. The Holy Spirit enters this moment because there's so much excitement. And Elizabeth, it says in verse 42, in a loud voice, she exclaimed, she's excited. Now she's passionate as well. She said, blessed are you among women and blessed is a child you'll bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for, help me out, leapt for joy. There's uncontainable joy at Christmas. Now, the reality I love about this is so passionate. Uh, this is really about sharing the good news, this uncontainable joy of Jesus. Now, how many of you guys would consider yourself an evangelist? Put your hand there. You consider yourself an evangelist. I actually even heard the sound of a cricket. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> They're like, put your hand in the air. <laughs> I love it. People are answering for you. So I didn't see anybody's hand. Am I wrong? There's one or two hands. Mm. She's an evangelist. I see it now. Yes. She doesn't know she's an evangelist, but she's an evangelist. Now, some of you guys are totally gifted for evangelism. Some of you are like, wherever you go, you're telling people about Jesus. Okay, Rochelle, you are an evangelist. That is you. I know. I, did, I went through your, your shape, your crash course. Total evangelist. Love telling people about Jesus. Don't know it's a gift. Tells people about Jesus. Now, for most of us, we're like, eh, I know I should be, but... I mean, that uh, makes me a little nervous, or I don't really feel qualified, or if I bring it up, I'm going to throw it up, you know what I'm saying? And just like, I know I should, but that's just not my personality. I'm an introvert. I don't want to bring up Jesus at all. But I love the simplicity of the story of what it looks like to share Jesus. I love this. Don't miss this. The very first thing that happened is angel said, there's good news. Jesus will be born. And she immediately does what? Help me out. She first said, she got ready. Come on, somebody. Who knows you came and stop a woman from getting ready. Jesus came and stopped a woman from getting ready. She's got to do her hair. you do her makeup. She's got to get proper clothes on. And then she got her running shoes on. Come on, somebody. Because she had to hurry because she was late. Come on. Just saying. She wasn't late. She was a little bit late. Okay. And she had to tell something about Jesus. This is the first thing that happens is that the good news is being spread for the very first time. It's been obliged declared. There is good news coming, and the first thing that humanity does is run to tell somebody else. Amen? Oh, that's better. Come on, somebody. I mean, this is it. The good news that we still have uncontainable joy to spread. Mary is now spreading to her relatives. Now, I don't know about you, but when you first became a Christian, when you first started a relationship with Jesus, do you remember running to somebody with the good news? Who was the first person you shared that with when you came to Christ? You guys remember that? 
Anybody remember who you ran to when you first met Jesus? Come on, put your hand here if that's you. A few of you are like, I ran to somebody. Some of you are like, I didn't run to anybody. Dude, when I, when I was 15 years old, I received Jesus. I was a, a, a youth night at church, and I bowed my knee, and I, I said, God, come in my life. I realized I was a sinner. And I went home, and I ran to my mom and said, you'll never believe what happened. I started a relationship with Jesus. And she was like, oh, I'm so proud of you. She had no idea what I was getting into. I had no idea what I was getting into. Come on. And since then, I've been running with the gospel. Not all the time, but I'm telling you, I told my sister about Jesus, and I started telling my neighbors about Jesus, my friends. I started to my school about Jesus, and I just had this passion to share the joy of Jesus. Now, I don't consider myself an evangelist by any standards, but the reality is we're all called to share the good news. We're all called to share the good news of the gospel. I don't know what it would be like if we still had that same passion, that first six months of our Christian life where you couldn't just help but tell everybody in the world that you just, God just did something inside of me. Kind of like Mary showed up. I love how good the news is. It says this. It says, as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears. Here's Elizabeth proclaiming what's going on. She says, as soon as the sound of Mary's voice hit my ears, it didn't say the word. It was just the sound. She was so excited. Like, Elizabeth, I got to tell you something. You're never going to believe this. There's an angel that came, and I'm going to give birth to the Son of God. His name is Jesus. Like, she was so ecstatic about this. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit comes on Elizabeth, and the baby leaps for joy. That's how good the good news is for us today. Man, it's so stinking awesome. We get to play a part of sharing this uncontainable good news with our friends and family. You know what they call it the good news? Come on, somebody. Because it's good news. It's the best news you could ever share. Of anything else you can give this Christmas, any gift you can buy, because you're trying to find that perfect gift this last minute. Aaron's trying to find all the gifts this last minute. But you're trying to find the perfect gift. It's the gift of Jesus. In this season, there's this uncontainable joy. Now, I wonder what would happen if we had that kind of uncontainable joy as a church. Like, we would just tell people about Jesus. Where we would literally meet people where they're at, and we wouldn't preach to them the gospel, but we would just humbly and, and passionately share what God has done in our life. My, I love getting to tell my story to people and sharing what God has done in my life, and I get to invite them to say, maybe, what, what God, are, you, are you interested in being part of the story? Would you like to learn more about Jesus? And I get to share this with people all of the time. It's not because I'm a professional Christian. It's because there's an uncontainable joy in my life. Matter of fact, Romans 10 says this, and how can they believe in the one whom they've not heard? How can somebody know Jesus if no one's ever told them about Jesus? And how can they hear without somebody preaching to them, without somebody sharing the good news? And how can anyone preach unless they be sent? How can they preach unless they say yes to God? How can they say something about Jesus unless they're following the Holy Spirit's call in their life? And as is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring what? Bring bring good news. How beautiful are the feet of those who tell people about Jesus. Jesus. There's a reason for this season, and it's that people need the joy of Jesus. It's so awesome. Look deeper at this story of John the Baptist. Luke 1.13, this is kind of the birth announcement of John the Baptist, and this is the angel talking to John the Baptist's dad. So what the angel said to Zechariah, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. See, Zechariah had been praying with his wife. They're, they're older. They can't get pregnant. He's been praying for a kid. He said, your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will call him John, and he'll be a joy and delight to you. Come on. Who, who knows we want to have kids like that, you know? Like that God predicts, like that kid is going to be a good kid. Now, if you don't have a good kid, you can, it's not too late. You can go and change the name to John. Come on, somebody. Just get that birth certificate out. Let it know. Uh, and my name is Sean, so it's actually a variation of John. Come on, somebody. Uh-huh. And I don't know if I was a joy or not. You had to talk to mom about that, you know. I was definitely a delight. I don't know about a joy. Um, my mom used to say, you used to be so nice. What happened to you? Um, I'm just kidding, but I'm not. 
And many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. And he is to take, never to take wine or any other fermented drink. He's got this Nazarite kind of vow. And he'll be filled with what? He'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. Look at this. Even before he is born. He's going to be full of the Spirit of God before he's born, and he will bring back many people of Israel to the Lord their God. He's so important. I love about the story is that God is often or already moving, and we don't even know about it. That God is moving in people's lives, and we have no clue what's happening. Matter of fact, when Mary ran to Elizabeth, she had no idea that little baby John had the Holy Spirit all over him. She had no idea when she was excited about this birth announcement, laced up her shoes, put on her makeup and hair, and ran all across the hill country to what? To go tell it on the mountain, literally, come on, about the good news of Jesus, that John the Baptist had the Holy Spirit. And when she mentioned the birth announcement, that spirit moved inside John and leapt in her womb. She had no idea she was going to play a part of that story. But God was already working. Now, I wonder if we walked into Christmas this year with a little different plan. Now, I think you should have a plan. We always have a plan for Christmas, right? You're going to get the sweet potatoes. Come on, somebody. With the melted marshmallows three inches thick. Come on. The best part of the whole thing. You're going to get honey-baked ham. Come on. And then we have a plan this year. Not just put that on our plate, but we're going to sit next to somebody or stand next to somebody, and we're going to tell them about the good news of Jesus. Ooh, wouldn't that be a plan this year? Now, pastor, you're, you're preaching now. Like, I don't know about that. That's weird. Now, I'm not saying do something weird. I'm not saying make a toast and tell everybody about Jesus and proclama- make a big proclamation. But what you could say, stand next to me and say, man, you know what? I don't know where I'd be this year without Jesus. Man, I'm just so thankful for what God has done in my life this year. I'm, I'm just so thankful for God moving my life. Man, my church has been such a blessing to me this year. And you know what's going to happen? Everybody's going to look at you kind of a little weird. And then there's going to be this dude that's going to like this. Shuffle over a little closer. You know what I'm talking about? It's going to get weird for a minute. And then somebody's going to go like, hey, dude, God's been working my life too, bro. It's so cool. Like, thanks for saying something. Like, I started going to church this year, and God started moving. But don't tell anybody. I'm not ready to come out yet. Okay, thanks, man. And now you're like, I got somebody on the inside. It's going to happen. And then you go back over here, and you're going to tell somebody else. And, but I'm telling you, God's already moving in that room right now. God's already moving in people's hearts. God's, God's are shaping people for the conversations you're going to walk into on Christmas Day, on your Christmas parties in this year. God's already moving. But what if we already were anticipating God moving? And we're just showing up kind of gathering the icing on the cake. Like, hey, man, God's been so good. And people are like, well, that's kind of weird, whatever. And then they'll say, okay, Aaron, could you pray? You know, <laughs> I'm picking on Aaron a lot. But whoever says that's going to pray, that's just what it's going to be like. But the reality is you're going to see God move all around you just by bringing up Jesus, this uncontainable joy that God is already moving. Second perspective is this, perspective of the shepherds. Now, there's a lot of shepherds in the room. We're going to get there, but check this out. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. It says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. They were not anticipating anything from God. These were not the wise men, okay? They're not spiritualized on. They're like, oh, God's moving. No, right? They're freaking out. And the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I'll bring you what? I'll bring you good news. <laughs> All right, that's a, from a, a skit I did a long time ago. I was just coming back for Christmas. But I'll bring you good news that will cause you what? That will cause you great joy for all the people. Like, I'm going to bring you something so good that's going to bring you so much joy. It's not just for you. It's for everybody else in the room, in the city, in the town. And today in the town, David, a Savior, has been born to you. 
and he is the Messiah, the Lord, and there'll be a sign to you because these shepherds needed a sign because they didn't have enough faith, and so they need to have a sign. The sign was Jesus. They said, you'll find a baby wrapped in clothes, laying in a manger, and suddenly, look at this, the heavens opened, and a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God, and they were saying, can you imagine being these shepherds? You're just doing your thing with your sheep. You're standing two hills away from Bethlehem. You're doing your job, whatever. There's some wise men, and you walk by later, and you're there. All of a sudden, there's angel voice starts speaking. The heavens open. There's a choir of angels saying, you'd be freaking out. Like, what in the world is going on? Like, what did you guys feed me? You know, like food poisoning. You'd be freaking out at what's happening in the sky. And they start singing, glory to God in the highest in heaven. Like, what? In the earth, the peace, and those who have favor, he rests. And when the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, well, I, I, I guess we should check this out. They, they, were, they were a little dense. They, they finally got it. Like, well, I got to check on the signs. So let's go down to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us all about. And so they hurried off, which I love this. You know you hurry when you get good news, amen? And they finally got some good news, so they're going to say, well, let's figure it out. So they found Mary and Joseph, and the baby was lying in the manger. This is Jesus. And when they seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. I mean, once they were confirmed that this story was true, all right? And this is what I love about this story that all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. What's incredible about these shepherds is they weren't like the wise men. See, the wise men had a star. Matter of fact, all humanity had a star. We talked about it. The shepherds could have seen the star. They'd only walk like maybe like a quarter mile. But the wise men walked a thousand miles to get to Jesus because the shepherds didn't have spiritual eyes. The shepherds were a little stubborn, maybe a little dense, so he sent the angels and God's glory and then the host of heaven. And then he sent them a sign. He sent them Jesus. And he said, well, if you're not going to believe anything i got to say, even though I opened heavens and showed you this stuff, just go check out for yourself. And so they walked over the hill and they saw Jesus. And the reality is we're a lot like the shepherds. Just a little stubborn. Come on, somebody. Like we need a lot. God has to do a lot of work to get our attention. Anybody, anybody say like a shepherd today? Anybody like a shepherd? I'm the only one to say I'm a shepherd. That's you're so stubborn. You can't raise your hand, you shepherds, right? It's so true, right? Like, God's got to do a lot of work for getting my attention. Like, I'm not, like, naturally walking around going, man, I see God moving. I'm like, okay, give me a sign. Okay, <laughs> give me a bigger sign, you know? Like, can you just write this on a stone for me? Like, we have to wait for all these things to happen. But these other guys, these wise men, had spiritual eyes to see. Now, some of you guys were a little stubborn about going to church. Let's be real. Some of you guys have made comments like this. I'm never going back to church talked to so many of you guys who have gone through crash course. You say, I'll never serve a church again, or I'll never give to church. So, so, some, some of you guys, I'll, I'll never be on staff at a church. You've said that. Literally, you've said that. And then God got a hold of your heart. God started shaping something in you. All of a sudden, you started seeing the spirit move. There, I don't know whether it's an angel. I don't think so. But God was moving, right? And it took a while. And all of a sudden, some of you guys are like now serving on the dream team. There's a guy that came to the first gathering that literally hadn't been in church since he was a teenager. He grew up in church. His, his parents were strong Christians. And he said, I'm never, I'm never going to church. He did his own thing. And then God hold his heart. God got a hold of his heart like three months ago. And boy, that, I mean, seriously, if I die, put that guy in, dude. He's on fire for Jesus. Like, he's, he's, he's ready. He's picking people up, walking down the street, and tells about Jesus. He rose his hand that he's an evangelist. He hadn't been to church in, in 15, 20 years, but now God's got a hold of his heart. Now, some of you serve on the team, and you recognize, like, man, I never would have done this, but God's been moving. Matter of fact, some of you guys serve on our staff team. You're like, I've never been on staff, but now you're on staff. Come on, Holly. Come on. Come on. She's shaking her head. But it's true, right? Because you didn't see yourself in that spot, but then God started moving in your life. Man, I wonder how passionate we'd be about sharing Jesus if we thought people would actually be amazed when they heard the good news. Isn't that incredible? 
These shepherds went everywhere they went. Think about these shepherds. What's amazing about it is they were so stubborn, but now they're stubborn for Jesus, amen? They're stubborn for Jesus. You, you had to prove it to them that it was real, but now that they know, <laughs> you can't shut those shepherds up, amen? And everywhere they go, they share Jesus, and people are amazed about Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, I'm glad our church is full of a bunch of shepherds, amen? They're gonna tell people about Jesus, just stubborn, not letting go of the gospel your entire lives. You know, I remember being in high school, everybody thought it was a phase that I was a Christian. They said, oh, it's just a phase, just a phase, just a phase, just a phase, just a phase. And it was just a phase I went to Bible college. Just a, it's still a phase. Come on, somebody. Still a phase. I'm not going to tell you how long ago I graduated high school. I feel old even thinking about it. Now, some of you guys are older than me. It's okay. Don't get mad. I'm, the, I'm middle-aged, okay? Help me out. All right, third and fourth perspective. Here's the third and fourth perspective. We're going to combine one, make this sermon shorter. Amen? Amen. Amen. There's one. <laughs> Father-in-law always giving me that. I like that. All right, perspective, overflowing, uncannable joy perspective. This is Simeon and Anna. This story is uh, probably not going to come to Mary from most people. Matter of fact, I was read this, and I was like, oh, man, I've been missing this. And so this story kind of weaves right into each other, and this is a story of really the last two prophets in the Old Testament. Simeon and Anna, they're the last two prophets coming in, and Jesus, in this point, is exactly 40 days old. We know this because of the purification rites, like what the tradition they were doing right here. So in Luke chapter 2, check this out. It says, when the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem, took Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Verse 25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous, don't miss this, and devout. This man had, had lived his life for God. He was sitting on the things of God. He was thinking about the things of God. And he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. This is another name for the Messiah. He was waiting for those who would take away the sorrow of Israel, somebody that would comfort Israel. And the Holy Spirit was all over him. So this man is righteous and devout, and Simeon is full of the Holy Spirit. It said it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he's seen the Lord's Messiah. In verse 27, then something happens one day. It says, moved by the Spirit. The Spirit of God prompted him and pushed him, and he went into the temple courts. And when his parents brought in a child, Jesus, when Joseph and Mary walked in with Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, check this out, verse 28. It says, Simeon, who waited a lifetime to meet the Messiah, took him in his arms and praised God. I mean, isn't that incredible? That this man was so devoted to Jesus, so devoted to God that he got to literally hold our Emmanuel. Like this is my son Emmanuel, which means God with us. He, he, he gets to hold Jesus. Of all the people in the temple, Simeon recognizes Jesus. Simeon sees Jesus in the family and he walks over and says, this truly is the son of God and picks up Emmanuel. Can you imagine being that person to hold Jesus? Maybe the few people that held Jesus in that moment. And he makes this proclamation. He says, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. Remember, he couldn't die until he met Jesus. This guy, this guy might be four or 500 years old. We have no idea. Come on, somebody. It's probably not. But the reality is he was waiting for Jesus, and now he's ready to go home. He says, I've seen it all in this moment. For my eyes have seen, I love how he calls Jesus, your salvation. I've seen the gift you're giving all humanity which you have prepared in sight, I love this, of all nations. The whole world knows this is coming. The prophecies are all been building. The wise men saw this. The whole world knows about Jesus. He says, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles, that's us, and glory of your people of Israel. And the child's father, so here's Joseph and Mary, marveled at what was said about him. You know what I love about Simeon? He knew more about Jesus than Mary and Joseph knew about their own son. He knew so much about me because he, he had sat on the scripture. 
Like he had looked at the things of God. He didn't just show up to the temple every Sunday. He had dedicated himself to God. He was devoted to the things of God. The story goes on, verse 36. It says, there was also a prophet named Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old, and she lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. And then there was a widow until she was 84. And she never left the temple. Every day, every moment, she worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. I mean, these are something special about these people. They've set their life on the things of God. And then verse 38, she sees something that very few people saw or recognized. It says, coming up to them. Here's Joseph and Mary and Jesus and Simeon. She recognizes, dude, that's the son of God. That's the Messiah, and that's Jesus. It says, at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all, because that's what you do when you have uncontainable joy. She spoke to all who were looking for the redemption of Israel. And when Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town, Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. You know what I love about this story is that Simeon and Anna had their minds sitting on the things of God that they were filled with scripture, that they had set their lives apart. Matter of fact, they weren't chasing the American dream. They weren't chasing wealth. They weren't chasing these relationships. They weren't worried about thought about them. They were solely focused on the things of God. I mean, you think about this. How come so many people would walk by Jesus that day, but only two stopped? I mean, why is that? that? Everybody didn't even recognize God was right there in their presence, but these two people could. I'm gonna tell you that it's really specific and it's really special for your life is that where your mind sits becomes your mindset. And when, you, when your mind is sitting on the things of God, you will see the things of God. And for Simeon and Anna, they saw God, literally saw God. And we today, what is our mind sitting on? Like for some of us, we're walking to Christmas going, did I get my, all my stuff bought? Did I, did I, get, I get my plan together? Who's gonna show up? I gotta get the cooking figured out. And, and we're, we're worried about some relationships that may blow sideways and we're upset or maybe our mind is sitting on some bitterness. Maybe there's a conversation that happened and it's not been resolved and you've just got some tension you're walking into and our mind is sitting on anxiety. Our mind is sitting on fear of the unknown. Uh, as Christmas is getting closer, the bank account is getting lower, come on somebody, and you're maybe worried about your finances, and our mind is sitting on all this other stuff, and God is saying, hey, when's the last time your mind sat on worship? Like, this season's all about Jesus, and to turn on a little Christmas music, come on, I know some of you guys hate Christmas music, I was working on the car last night, and turned on some Christmas music, not my preferred style working on stuff, but I was just so full of joy, you know? And I was like, man, I just got to turn on some, putting on new brakes, singing some Christmas carols. And it was really terrible. So I got done faster, right? Because I can't sing. So it's good. But you turn on some, some music. You're, you're worshiping. When's the last time you got in the Bible and said, man, I'm just going to soak in the word of God. I'm, I'm going to get around the, the things of God. Um, this, this season, like, don't let it miss. Like, we're so busy that we forgot Jesus at Christmas. We took maybe the Christ out of Christmas by being so busy, we didn't have time to worship him. Here, think about this. If Jesus were to show up today and walk by you, would you recognize him? If you're scrolling Facebook today and Jesus made a post, would you know it's from him? Would you know it's from him because your eyes have been sitting on the things of God or just go, oh, that's weird, and scroll by? 
or you miss Jesus. Some of you guys, you're, at your, you're gonna set your mind on Jesus and Jesus is gonna show up and you're gonna go, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, this is Jesus. Hey, come here. Thank you so much. For your, come here, come here, come here. I gotta introduce you to my family and friends. Come on, come on. Everybody come over six o'clock right now. There's no Chiefs game. Get to my house. Jesus is coming over to my house. He's gonna be here. He's gonna meet you. Gotta introduce you to my friend. This guy changed everything for me. I'm so thankful for what he's done for me. I'd never be where I am today without this guy. I just gotta tell you the good news of what Jesus has done. I know it offends some of you. That's okay because I still love you, but Jesus is the reason we're here. Amen? Amen. I mean, that's what we're going to do. Amen? That's just our heart. That's the overflowing joy of Jesus. And so we're going to be like a little bit Simeon and Anna, just like sitting on the things of God. And this year in 2022 coming up, some of you guys have kind of, we all get in a weird spot, like mentally, because we let our mind sit on things that God didn't intend to sit on. You sit on a relationship. You're, you're sitting on something that should have happened. You're bitter about an opportunity that's passed up. You're, you're mad at something. And we can sit on these things and become so negative. Some, it's just seeing problems, just seeing negative side of life. And, and God doesn't want you to do that. God wants your life to be full of joy, just full of joy. There's a man that goes to our church, and I love it. He's, he's an old gentleman and a really cool story. He comes to our first gathering. But what I love about him is dad was just like a faith-filled man of God. And he told, he told his son when his son was, um, he was passing away, he told his son, he said, son, I'm going to meet you at the, the fountain of joy in heaven. I thought, man, that is so cool. Like, I've never, ever, 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 ever heard of somebody set up a meeting place in heaven, but I think everybody should do it, amen? I mean, that's incredible. Like, son, I'm gonna see you again someday, and it's so real that we're gonna actually meet at this fountain of joy. I'm like, wow, that's incredible. And this man, he's older now, he said, well, you know, this is what life's about. He said, I don't know how it's gonna happen, when I'm gonna die, but just threaten me with heaven. I love that. It's like, what's the worst that happens in this world? I disappear and go to heaven with Jesus? And that's what happens when your life is full of faith. When you set your minds on things of God, it's not about all the stuff that you see and about making my own kingdom or whatever else we get wrapped up in. It's like my mind is full of joy. And you can take whatever you want, but you cannot take my joy. Amen? Come on. And that's what this season is all about. And you guys are the joy spreaders. You guys are the people full of joy. Like we have everything we need in Jesus. He, he, he completes our life. Like we don't have to go any further than the word of God to know exactly what our life is meant to be and our purpose and our identity and our calling and our passion and our love. And we can walk out in this world with our head held high. We can walk into a room and say, man, just, I couldn't do this without Jesus. We can do that, can't we? So I don't know about you. Are you guys ready to spread some uncontainable joy this season? Ready to be a little about John the Baptist? There you go. Come on, Jerry. But you ready to be a little John the Baptist can leap for joy? I mean, he's just like, man, God is so good. No matter what happens, he's good. Or you can make those shepherds that now you're just stubborn for Jesus. Like, I don't know where my life's gonna take me, but I'm just gonna always tell people about Jesus. And it's so cool because there's always people that are amazed. Like, literally, I shared the gospel those last few months, and there's been two stories that stick out specifically. One was a teenager, and one, one was um, kind of a middle-aged lady. And I walked them through the gospel. I recognized that they, their spiritual story it just wasn't there. And I said, hey, um, what's God been doing in your life? What's your story? Start talking about church and life. And I said, well, can I ask you a personal question? I said, if you were to die, you stood at the gates of heaven, why would God let you in? What would you say? Both of them said, one, one, the kid said this. He said, I'm not good enough. I'd say, don't let me in. I don't earn it. I haven't earned it yet. I thought that, that was really sad. That really broke my heart. It's been a long time talking about grace and the gospel and how our, our heavenly father is a lot different than our earthly father. I walked this kid through the gospel. And then there's another lady I was talking to, and I walked through the gospel, and she told me this. We got through the whole gospel. We were walking through the pieces, and she said, I've never heard that before. Can you believe that? I mean, we're, this, this lady's like 40 and never heard the gospel. She, she grew up in church. 
and, and never been clear the gospel. And we are the gospel carriers, amen? And we got the good news, and we just heard it. Now you ladies gotta get ready, I get it. But then we gotta hurry and go tell somebody, amen? And this season, there is such an open door. I mean, like, I love teenagers because they get to go to the mission field called high school, amen? Where you have a million people you can be around and tell them about Jesus, and they graduate, you never see most of them again. But it's a mission field. And as adults, we get in the same routines and we're worried about people thinking about us and all this stuff, whatever. And we just gotta get past that. We just gotta be those people that say, you know what, God's just so good, I cannot contain him. There's so much joy in my life. So I think about Simeon and Anna, that they, were, they had spiritual eyes to see. Like they were devoted to God. And I don't know about you, like where your spiritual health is right now. Like where's your relationship at? Like are you getting a word from the word? I had to go on my staff a little bit. <laughs> getting a word from the word like, huh? I'm like, I know we're planning for Christmas, but don't miss Jesus. Because it's so easy to do church and not be church. It's so easy to show up and work, but not be fed. Dude, we are chosen sons and daughters of the King, and we get to tell people about Jesus. So I'm asking you guys again, are you guys ready to share some uncontainable joy in this Christmas season? Come on. Are you guys ready to do that? Come on, put your hand up high. Say, that's me this year. I'm going to share some joy. It's going to be awkward, but awesome. I'm going to do it. That's what God's calling you to do. Father, you see the hands, you know the hearts. God, I pray for each of us just to take a step of, just to be uncomfortable. We know it was uncomfortable for you, Jesus. This is funny about the free gift of salvation. It just wasn't free. It cost Jesus. Somebody said, well, it's, it's, uh, it's just too easy. It's just too simple. It wasn't easy or simple for Jesus. And we get to take the free gift of Jesus. It costs us nothing. That's what makes it a gift. That's what makes it God's love. That tells you how much God loved us, that it's a free gift of Jesus. And we get to take this gift to the whole world. So God, I pray for those that you're moving their hearts, God, to spread the good news, to never be ashamed of the gospel. God, to never, to never be worried about what may, somebody may think about, that we'd say it with a broken and, and contrite heart, God, that we'd say it from a place of, of care and empathy, God, but we would share it. We would share it with a tear in our eye. God, that we pray with somebody, that we listen to somebody and they're hurt and recognize this is a gospel moment. God, that you're moving there. Give us spiritual eyes to see people as we walk into the Christmas season. There's people we haven't talked to in a year, maybe longer. And I pray that, God, that we just stand up and be faith-filled. God, that we would just spread the good news, be overwhelmed with joy. God, that we wouldn't be caught missing you if you walked by, God. I pray for the church that we'd introduce everybody to Jesus, just like he was our best friend, just like he was sitting next to us, that we'd invite him, we'd show him around to everybody, and we'd talk to everybody about our best friend, Jesus. So, God, help us to be that kind of church, God, that we'd be uncontainable kind of joy in this season. I pray for one more group of people, and that's those of us that say, you know, I need Jesus. So those of you that say, I recognize what John the Baptist was leaping for joy. I recognize what the shepherds were talking about, and they said, this person's going to be the to die and be the salvation for all humanity. He's going to be a light to the world. And I need some light today. That I recognize what Simeon and Anna were talking about, that this, this will be the savior of the world. And today I need a savior. I've been doing my own way, my own strength, my own power. I've been trying to build my own kingdom. I'm working it out myself. I've been searching everywhere, but today I recognize who Jesus is. If you don't know Jesus, Jesus is a sinless son of God that died on a cross for you 2,000 years ago. And Christmas is all about his birth. But he was born on a purpose and he came and died on a cross for you. He exchanged all your wrongs for all his rights. There's nothing you can do to earn it. There's nothing you can do to keep it. It's a free gift of salvation. Nobody can boast about their ability. And it's a gift of God given to you today because he loves you. And so if you need Jesus, the Bible says anybody who calls the name of Jesus will be saved, will be forgiven and set free today. 
So if you need Jesus, that anybody looking around, this moment of honesty, this moment of stepping out, will you just lift your hand high and say, yeah, today I need Jesus. I need a star relationship with the Savior. Be like that today. Maybe you're online, you can click a button. Maybe say, I need Jesus today. If that's you, just pray this prayer. Say, Father God, thanks so much for sending Jesus. Thanks so much for dying on the cross for me. God, I've been doing my own way. I've been running my own plays. I've been dreaming my own dreams. I've been building my own life, my own world. And today I realize it's nothing but sand. Today I want to build my life on the rock. I want to build my life on Jesus. The uncontainable, overflowing joy of Jesus. So God, come my life. God, save me from my sin. God, I need you. God, thank you for what you're doing. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church. Let's give God some joy today. Lift it up to Jesus. Man, what an inspiring word. I hope you were challenged with that, to be a bringer of that uncontainable joy this Christmas season. And maybe you find yourself here or joining us online, and you're that person who somebody ran to with the good news of Jesus, saying, today I want to follow God. And we're so excited for you. I have a couple of next steps for you. And the first one's this. Whether you're here or joining us online, you can text RL next to 97000. It's going to connect you to a place on our website where you can get some free resources to inspire you in your journey with Jesus. Also, it's going to give you a place where you can share your story of what God is doing in your life. Our team would love nothing more than to be able to connect with you on this journey and to help you discover your next steps with Jesus. And if you're here with us in person, we have a table in the back where you can grab a bag. It has a free Bible in it. It's our gift for you and also some information about those resources on our website. So please feel free to check both of those things out. Sean shared about the uncontainable joy of this Christmas season. And I think one of the things that, especially as you get older, that's the most fun about the Christmas season is being able to give that joy back, whether it's sharing with your kids and giving them gifts or, you know, family members are reaching out to those in need. And so our church has been incredibly generous and you all have stepped up. You were able to grab a ticket for every single kid and of the families that we're adopting in our Christmas serve. And it's just been incredible to see you all step up. I have one additional quick ask of how you can be a part of bringing the joy to people this Christmas season. We have one more slot to sign up to deliver these gifts to a family. They're all kind of in our area around here, but if you would say sometime, you know, tonight or tomorrow, I can connect with a family, bring the presence of Jesus to them through the gifts that we will give you. I'll get you all the details, especially, I'll put a plug, if you happen to be a Spanish-speaking person, we have a couple of Spanish-speaking families that do speak English but I know it would mean something special to them to have that connection in their heart language. Um, so reach out to me if you want to help out. And if you want to just help out some of the other teams, we have one slot we desperately need, but there's room for you if you want to come help be part of bringing Christmas joy to these families. And the next thing you get to do is you get to leave from here. You get to grab the cards on your seat, take your phone in your hand with your Facebook insight, and run in hurry just like Mary did to your friends, to your neighbors, to your coworkers to share with them the joy of coming to a real-life Christmas gathering this week. You're not going to want to miss it. Those cards are there for you. Take some. If you need some more, you want to pass them out to the whole neighborhood, the whole cul-de-sac going, that's great. We have plenty, so please take them. Please use them as a way to invite people out, to bring people along with you, to say, I can't wait to see you there for our Christmas gatherings. You're not going to want to miss it, and it's going to be a really, really cool day, both days. Um, and last is this. You guys have been so, so generous in our heart for the house, and just throughout the year, you guys continually give, and Sean and I are so thankful to be 
be a part of a church that can see beyond just what's happening right here and right now, but what could be and what God can do when we all come together. And so thank you, all of you who have been a part of our Heart for the House offering, our Heart for the House generosity. There's still time to connect to that. It's all on our website still if you want to give to that last minute. But I love this picture to see them out there. We've done all of the demo. We're starting to buy steel and buy some of the products to start. Now we get to rebuild um, to start sharing hope with our city in this way. So thank you all again who have been a part of this um, for just seeing beyond what is and what could be. We are blessed to be doing this with you and couldn't do it without you. And if you're new with us today, this gathering is our gift for you. We don't want anything from you. We just want God to inspire you. We want something for you. And so we hope that you had an incredible morning and felt connected and welcomed here at Real Life. But if you call Real Life home and you're a regular here, there's three ways that you can get connected to generosity. You can go to our website, reallifechurchkc.com. You can text any amount to 84321. We'll connect you to our website in that way. Or if you're here with us in person at KT, you can go. There's a giving box in the back where you can drop cash or check if that is more convenient for you. So I hope you will be a part in bringing joy this Christmas. Let's pray. God, you're so good, and we just thank you for what you're doing in our midst here. I thank you so much for just a room full and an online full and all of the people that are a part of real life that call it home in so many different ways that they're generous people, God, they're loving people. And I pray that you would just help inspire us to be people who see you working around us, God. Open our eyes, let us see what you're doing, see how you're moving so that we can be those who are in a hurry to run and tell people about you, God. We want so much to see the spiritual landscape of our city change. We want to see people who are far from you come to know you. And so I just pray that you would give us a piece of that this holiday season. This Christmas, let us be the people who are bringing the joy of Jesus everywhere that we go, inviting them, giving, praying, and just loving on the people in our community. Help us to have revival that starts right here at Real Life God and spreads across our city and beyond. We're so thankful for what you have done for us on the cross. Thankful you came to earth and thankful that you let us be a part of the story that you're writing. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Man, what an awesome day. Isn't it awesome to just be reminded that we just have the privilege and opportunity to just spread the joy of God that's coming into our lives and we get to pass that out to the world, our friends, our family. So, hey, like Diane said, don't forget to grab those cards. Pick those up. Put them in your purse. Put them in your pocket. Man, it's the best present you're going to be able to give out this year to your friends and family. You'll, you'll always be surprised. I'm always surprised about the people I ask that say yes during Christmas. Because they're like, yeah, I'll go to I'll go to church on Christmas. So can't wait to see how God uses these cards, uses you guys to change people's lives. Hey, if you need prayer for any reason, man, we'll have a team member up here. We would love to pray with you. Can't wait to hang out with you guys at the Christmas gatherings, either on Thursday at 6, Friday at 4. It is going to be an awesome time. Do not miss it. And as always, remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose.